Wednesday nights, we teach on something called real life. And we did that all of 2011. We're doing that in 2012. And uh, trying to just touch on some real life things, um, ways that we can get help for some real stuff, not just talk about some old king in the Old Testament and this and this and get this principle or whatever. Uh, I think all of it should be re- very relevant, very uh, um, practical for us. And how many of you know that the Word of God is not just some book far off? You know, it's, 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 a, it's alive. It's living. Well, for the rest of you, it's alive and it's living. And um, this coming weekend, this coming Sunday, I'm going to begin a series. And uh, I, I believe, every, you know, there's just a passion in me for every series. But I can't tell you, I think this is up a notch, really do, uh, regarding what we're going to be teaching. We're going to take about eight weeks and do something called More Than a Book. More Than a Book. And we're going to be talking about the Bible. We're, also, we're going to take a little time this weekend, uh, this Sunday, to actually take away some of the arguments of people. Well, how do we know it's this and that and it's infallible and man could have done this and how do we know it's true? I'm telling you, it, it, it is all out there. It is more established and credible than any book that is out there. Uh, and in archaeology and science and in, in history and literature, I mean, just all over the place. And uh, it, it is a living book that would change your life. And the enemy's trying to keep you out of that book with all kinds of lame examples or, or excuses. And uh, we're going to break through all of that. And you're going you're gonna to be like the psalmist, David. Oh, how I love your law. I love your word. And day and night, I just love your word. And we're going to learn how to get it on the inside of us and change our lives. And uh, so get here. Be here. Bring somebody with you. Aloha. All right. Good deal. Um, Tonight, I want to talk about one aspect of something that we call balance. Balance. How many of you know that balance is important? Three of you. Um, I have people that worry about me sometimes because I get so close to this edge. Um, I need to actually get like a warning track like they do in baseball, you know, bef- before they hit the fence, you know. And there have been a couple times, and thankfully it's usually been while well, we've got every head bowed and every eye closed, where I'm like, <laughs> you know, hang on, hanging on the edge here. <laughs> but uh, you lose your balance, it, it, it could cost you. It could hurt you. And in life, we've really got to have balance. And when you get something out of balance, it's going to throw you. You need balance to walk across a room. And if you've ever lost your balance, you know, you've had an ear infection or vertigo or, you know, got clobbered on the side of the head or something, you know, that can really, really affect you. And you need balance in your checkbook. And you need balance just all over the place. You need balance in your emotions. You need balance all over. And spiritually, you need, you need balance in, in your life as well. Uh, there's a statement, a minister been gone 100, 100 years or so now, Donald G., and he said that it takes a steady hand to carry a full cup. It takes a steady hand to carry a full cup. So I want more of God. I want a full cup. Anybody here want a full cup? Well, well, you're going to have to be steady. You're going to have to have some balance. You can't be flipping out all the time, you know. And so there are a lot of things that we've got to bring into line. So in that, the enemy would love to keep you off balance. 
and he'll use anything that he can. I was talking to somebody before service. I think the, probably the dirtiest trick that the enemy has come up with is religion. And we'll talk more about that later, uh, not, not tonight. But I want to I look at a couple things tonight I feel very important concerning maintaining balance in our life and how the enemy likes to come and, and uh, get us off balance. In uh, Proverbs 30, verse 7 through verse 9, the writer says, Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of the Lord. So we have two things going on here, um, you know, that we would be empty or that we would be full. And when we are, and, and we'll break these down a little bit tonight. When you have, when you are full, and he's using the analogy of, of you know, food, so to speak here. Um, I like that analogy. Um, he's saying, lest I be full and deny you, saying, who's the Lord? Who needs God? Look at my life. I've got everything going on for me. Or, lest I be poor and steal and then profane or dishonor the Lord. And so these are two things that could throw us out of whack. And we're going to talk about tonight adversity and prosperity. Adversity and prosperity. And they come to us all. And we've got to know how to handle these things in, in a right way so that we can maintain balance in our life. If you're with me so far, just say, uh-huh. uh-huh. All right. So I'm trying to not be religious tonight. And if I say something really good, you could go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. But messages like that only come around just every now and then. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so what? Let's talk about adversity. I can think of a couple of examples. One of the tests of balance, think about this in life. You're going along, and, and how many of you know that, you, and you need to believe this, with the promises of God, without the promises and the presence of God, you have no cause to even hope this. But you need to believe that you can have some balance in your life. Amen. You need to believe that life can go okay. Yes. That you can have favor around you as a shield. You've got God helping you. You've got supplements from heaven. Things not found on earth that God sends to you. Grace, peace, favor, healing. Different things that God would bring to you here in life. And so you need to believe that you don't need to be this negative Nelly. That's just walking around. Everything's bad and it's probably getting worse. It's just, I'm just suffering for Jesus, you know, um, get rid of all of that. Okay. And understand that God wants to help you read the promises of God and see what they're about. And they're about helping you to get through. Sure. We have adversity. Sure. We have problems. Uh, sure. There are challenges and, and all and enemies and everything else. We have those things, but the help of God, the promises of God, the presence of God are to help us. So how many of you like to have a good day, you know, and, and you should press for those and believe God for those and, and cooperate with God and do wise things so that you can have the best day that you, that you can. Y'all with me? Do you know there are actually some people that 
teach and preach the exact opposite of that. And I'm, I'm wanting to say, where is your Bible? But we do. I'm not, we're not in any kind of denial. There, there's an enemy. There are situations. There's problems. There's adversity. We make our own messes sometimes. But thank God he is, he is good and he helps us in these things. Well, when you're going along and let's say that life is pretty much balanced and you're okay, one of the, one of the great tricks of the enemy to come against you is adversity. And that adversity is to do what? It's to throw you off balance. It's to destroy. What, what does the enemy come to do? What does the thief come to do? Steal, kill, destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have abundant life. Life and to have that more abundantly. Uh, in the Amplified Bible, it says to have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. So who's the bad guy? Come on, don't be afraid. The devil, the thief, he's the bad guy. You understand that? And Jesus is our hero. Amen. And so let's, let's look here. Proverbs 24, 10. We looked at this in, in our series and also in the book, Tough Times Don't Last. If you faint in the day of, of adversity, your strength is small. So the adversity is not, and, and we've touched on this, talked about this a lot. Adversity is not the big problem. Strength is the issue. Strength is the issue here. And so you already kind of know the answer to this. So if you faint in the day of, adver- of adversity, the adversity is not the major deal. Strength is the, is the deal. And we talked about that. Let me, let me just remind you, you know, I, I, there's a million examples of this. Uh, one time flying somewhere, an elderly lady behind me at check-in had a big old suitcase and a big old box. And the, uh, the uh, sky cap had brought it to that point. She gave the guy a tip and she's standing there. I put my suitcase up to be weighed and get it all checked in. And as it turned around, I realized she's going to need help. And she, she said... Could you help me? And see, usually when we need help, it's because we have a problem. We have a need. And the problem was this little lady did not have the strength. She didn't have the strength to lift that up, to put it up. I had the strength to lift that and to put it up. If I did not have the strength, then I would have had a problem and we would have had to get, hey, can we get three of you guys over here, you know, or whatever. Are you following me? So a lot of times the problems we have in our life, it's not really the problem. Don't make the problem so big issue, the real issue is that we would have strength for the adversity that would be there. So again, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And I'll see if I can remember this right from the message paraphrase. It says, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Everybody say, ouch. Now, adversity, what is adversity? By definition here from the Hebrew, it's trouble. It's distress, it's calamity, it's anguish. It's a state of very unfavorable circumstances with a focus on emotional pain and distress from the situation. And so adversity comes. And, and what happens here, it tests our ability. When adversity comes, it tests our strength. It tests our balance. It tests our resolve. It tests our ability to cope. Here's another thing that it does. It tests our ability to recover or to get back up. And I'll go ahead and say this. We'll say this again a little bit later. You need to have this mindset. I'm either up or I'm getting up, okay? Because of the work that Jesus has done and our connection with him, we don't stay down. You know, just like you might get angry, don't stay angry. You might get upset, don't stay upset. You might get down, don't stay down. 
You get offended, don't stay offended. Are you with me? It's like a spider lands on you, you get it off of you. You don't just go, I got spiders on me. I think they're poisonous. No, you get them off of you. Are you with me? So you don't just stay down with that. So one of the things that you, if you could slow down enough um, when adversity comes to you, one of the questions that you might would ask yourself is this. Do I really believe what I say I believe? Do I really believe what I say I believe? Because if you do, and and if you're believing, you know, right, then you're going to have some confidence concerning this. So if adversity comes to you, whatever it would be, do you believe that you're never alone and you're never without help? Do you believe that God will get you through the river, through the fire, through, you know? Well, if you really believe that, do you really believe that? Then you'll act on that. You'll have a confidence that comes from that. Even though I've got a situation, I've got adversity, I've got this. What you have to do then is start to act like you truly do believe what you say you believe. And that's what makes the difference. Amen. Um, And something I've been telling people lately, a number of people just ministering to them, just kind of one-on-one in some situations. And, you know, we'll talk about it, we'll pray about it, and then I just feel this kind of rise up in me. Watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. And if they ask me, well, Pastor, what is God going to do? I don't know. I'm not God. But watch what God will do, and the end result, I think it will be this. We're never surprised, but we're always amazed. You should not be surprised that God came through for you. But you will be amazed at what he did, how he did it, how he worked that out, how he was already at work even before the adversity came into your life. So that's a a big one. We're going to come back and look at some other things on adversity here in just a moment. The other thing that we must deal with that tests our balance is prosperity. Now, prosperity uh, has to do with Um, success. Now, I believe that real Bible prosperity, and stay with me here, real Bible prosperity is not just finances. It's sleeping good at night. It's having some good people in your life. It's lying down unafraid. It's having some favor in your life, having some peace in your life. Are are y'all with me? That God works works things out for you. Um, That's real prosperity. I said, that's real prosperity. It has to do, from the Greek, it has to do with having a good journey. A good journey, a good trip. That means that we made it and things went well and we enjoyed it and we ate. And, and, you know, think about those kind of good things. That's really what Bible prosperity is. But it does touch provision in our life. It does touch uh, our finances and our resources in our life. And don't deny that. Okay, that's the least of it all, but it is part of it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, God wants to bless you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to rebuke the devourer for your sake. He does. But don't make that the gospel, please. Don't make that the whole shooting match, but don't leave it out. You know, it's a part and it has a part in this. But I want to talk about. When good comes to you, when success comes to you, did you know that for some people that's often tougher to handle than adversity is? 
Some people can actually handle troubles better than they can success that would come in their life. There's something called the success syndrome. And you watch it over and over again. It's in the news every day just about, even though it's not called that. And it's where people will sabotage their own life. You know, when they're working their way up, you know, they're working hard, they're honest, they're, they're diligent, they're putting in the hours. And then they get to a certain place and they start putting their feet on the desk and smoking a cigar and lying and showing up late. And, you know, doing, and what, what are they doing? They're ruining. They stop doing what they did to get to the place. And they're ruining because something has changed. And they begin to sabotage their own life. They start to do things they never would have thought they would have, would have done earlier in their life. And they look down and disapprove of other people doing those things. And then now they find themselves doing it. And it's a success syndrome that kind of hits and hits them hard. It tests them morally and spiritually and financially. We watch it all the time with um, sports heroes and celebrities Lottery winners and elected officials. Come on. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I heard it. Seriously. You got regular people and they've had adversity in their life. Now, suddenly, you know, they have prosperity or success. And you take, you take a person, they've had adversity in their life. They made it through that. That's part of their story. That's part of the trophy of their life. And now they've got something given to them. And and this is why the Proverbs warns that when stuff like that comes to you too fast, it's going to leave you really fast. And so you see celebrities, you know, and just because they're beautiful or they're talented or they're whatever, or they've got some kind of sports ability or they win the lottery or they get elected to office and they have power, Suddenly, something goes haywire in them. Are you with me? And they lose their balance. Now, adversity strikes us. And life becomes real simple. Because basically, when adversity comes, it's just about survival. But prosperity occurs, life gets complicated. And we can get greedy, we can compromise, and so forth. So, let's look at a number of things here. Your gifts and talents... And what you have can take you, follow this, where your character can't keep you. Sometimes what you have is bigger than who you are. A person can have an incredible talent, for example. We watch this all the time. You know, and I don't want to judge anybody's life, but So I'm just going to leave names out of this so I can stay on track right now. But it happens all the time. And they have incredible talent. And now they're given power. They're given money. They're given all this kind of thing. And you know what it does? It tips them over. It throws their balance off. And this should scare you. This should scare you. Seriously, this should scare you. That your gifts, your talents, your possessions can take you where your character can't keep you. And it's more important that we are bigger on the inside. First John or third John rather says, beloved, I I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your, as your soul prospers. And you need to prosper in your soul first. Is Jesus against success? No, he wants to help you to have some success in your life. But you have to make sure that 
that the important thing is is you have some character and you have some integrity on the inside. Are, are, are you following me tonight? Now, let's go back. Adversity tests our balance. Hold on a second. This froze up on me. Forget it. We don't need it right now. Adversity tests our balance. So for adversity, everybody say adversity. adversity. What we've got to have for adversity, another big word here, resiliency. And really what it means is two things. Strength, say strength, strength. and flexibility. That's what resiliency is. So adversity, and go ahead and understand this, you're going to have adversity. I am not a doom and gloomer, but I've lived enough life that I realize I don't care who you are. You're going to have some adversity in in your life. Is there anybody here that's never had any adversity in your life? I need to meet you. Not one bit of adversity. There's a, a little girl. And bless you, sweetie. You've never had any adversity, never had any conflict, never had anything come against you. I don't think so. I don't think so. We've all had some adversity in our life. And what you have to have to be able to ha- handle the adversity, and let me back up. Jesus even said this in John 16, In the world, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, trials, frustration, distress. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And I've deprived of power to hurt you. But see, what happens is adversity comes. It tests your balance. It tries to knock you over. And what you've got to have, what did we read earlier? In the day of adversity, you faint in that day of adversity if your strength is small. So what we've got to have is strength. And we've got to have flexibility. Let me read you some scriptures here. And, 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 and let me say this and then we'll read the scripture. Where are we going to get strength? From God. And flexibility, we're going to get it from God. It comes from God doing a work in our life. It comes from God doing a work in our life. It comes from us cooperating with God. Let's look at some verses here. In Psalm 37, verse 24, it says, Though he fall, sounds like adversity. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Aren't you glad the Lord is with you? In Proverbs 24, 16, it says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will they'll get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. And look in Micah 7, verse 7 and 8. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the Lord God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. When I fall. I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. So what we've got to have, and again, going back to the same idea, I'm either up or I'm getting up, but how are you going to get up? It's not just, well, I've got a lot of grit about me. I've got a lot of, I've got a strong will. That's not going to help you. I mean, and I think you need to have resolve, but ultimately it's the Lord. I said, it's the Lord. And so when adversity comes and look at me and I'm not a doom and gloomer, I'm not a negative guy. Listen to me, I'm a happy guy. I find, the, I find the bright spot in just about anything. I believe my God can do anything. I think he can fix things. I think he loves me like crazy. I think he surrounds me with favor like a shield. I think he makes everything work out for me. I got problems. I got stuff that comes my way. He helps me with everything. He's never caught off guard. And my future is bright. 
And did I mention I'm happy? Are you with me? But adversity comes to us all. And you'd better be connected to God because it said for the wicked, it just takes one kind of thing to knock them out for good. But what about the righteous? They get up and they get up and they get up and they get up and they get up. Why? Because they know that God will help me up. So where does our strength come from? Where does our our flexibility come from? Listen, don't be so rigid about things. You get all rigid, you're just going to snap in two. You know, but God will help. Everybody say, God will help me. And so it's the result of God's work in our life and us cooperating with him and having an active faith that you're going to be strong, you're going to be flexible, adversity will come, and you're going to, you're going to be all right. You'll get through it. And if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, and we get our strength from the Lord. Let me go real quick on this. Prosperity also tests our balance. Here's a quote that I found. Height has a strange way of playing tricks on our balance. You know, you can, you can walk on a little, like, uh, in the parking lot, like a curb. You know, you can do that number, and, you know, it's like four, six inches. And now jack that up 30 feet. And say, walk on that. I saw you walking on something like that all afternoon. It's like, no, I'm, I'm good, really. You know, save it for the circus guys. But um, height has a way of playing tricks on our balance. So for prosperity, is God against you being blessed? Okay, you need to know that. He's the one who blesses us. I said, he's the one who blesses us. But he wants us to keep balance. Well, we read a couple of weeks ago on Sunday morning out of Deuteronomy. And I, and I made this statement to you. His blessings come with, with warnings. And remember, we talked about good can go bad. And how does good go bad? Good goes bad when we're not grateful to him. So what we must have, everybody say must have. If, if you're put in a position of power or influence or more comes to you financially or, um, you know, whatever would come to you that you could call success or prosperity or whatever, here's what you must have so you can keep balance. You've got to have some character. You've got to have some integrity on the inside. And I'm just going to take a, a, a couple moments on this and we'll wrap this up. In math, there's a word, uh, and I'm not real good at math, um, an integer. And what it is, it's a whole number. It's a whole number. And so integrity means that we're whole. We're whole. We're not divided. It's whole. And so we want to have ourselves whole and complete in him. Listen to this, and this involves you doing something with diligence. Second Peter 1, verse 5 through 8. It says, For this reason, giving all diligence... Add to your faith. Who's to add to your faith? You are. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of of our Lord Jesus Christ. Later on in that passage, it says, and you will never fall. And what happens is when you will give diligence, and listen, you can't keep up with that list. It's hard to memorize that list. 
but you need to make it your business to be growing in God. And these things are going to be adding into your life, building into your life so that you end up with balance in your life. So guess what? You've got character on the inside. So that if somebody gives you influence, somebody gives you some finances, you get blessed in some way. It doesn't knock you over. It doesn't change you. And, and I'm telling you what, we need to pray, pray, pray for those that are in office and for those that are running for office. Don't just stand back. Don't just watch everything happen. This is on our watch that we need to pray. And I'm tempted to say some things tonight, but I'm going to hold off because some of them probably are illegal for a preacher. <laughs> but pray. The body of Christ does not need to just stand back and just be frustrated or I don't know who or or, or whatever else. We need to pray on this because you know what happens to a whole lot of good people that we thought that's a good guy and then a good lady and then they get into office and it's like, what happened? What happened? I actually, uh, shortly after we started the church, actually here in town, sat down with about a dozen people and I got seated next to a senator. And he showed me a card. He said, you ever seen a card like this? And I said, no, and it's his voting card. And he said, with this card, he said, I give my yes or no on millions and billions of dollars all the time. He said, that's a scary thing, preacher. I took the card, I ran like crazy. No, but do you, understand, do you understand? And all the pressure and all the things that come. And you know what? For all of us, let's just start with all of us that we build in the character on the inside. Let me read one other thing here and then I'm, I'm going to wrap this tonight. In Galatians 5, verse 20 through, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And usually we stop right there, but let's keep reading. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so what happens here, that's character. That's character. And we need to pay attention to our character and build these things into us. As Second Peter says, giving all diligence. And when you give diligence to your character and to walking with God, making the word of God priority in your life, having quality people in your life, you're going to be able to build character that will give you balance so that when blessing comes into your life, you can keep your balance. And in the same regard, as adversity comes into your life, you're going to be strong and resilient and flexible and be able to handle those things. Amen. So I want you to know this. Balance is key to life. And the enemy will try a number of things to knock you off balance. How many of you have ever gotten news before, bad news before, and it like, it like throws you off balance? The enemy loves to get you off balance because he, he wants to get you off task, break down your resolve, and get you... F- Far away from where you're supposed to be. And then we have other good things that happen to us. And you know what? You need to be careful of that. I, I heard somebody say years ago, he said, you know, um, well, I won't go into all that because there's a whole big story attached to it. The bottom line is, he said, I guess the Lord knows who he can trust. He was griping about somebody who had a whole bunch. And he says, I wonder why I don't have that. 
And he says, I guess the Lord knows who he can trust. Let's make character a big issue. I said, let's make character a big issue. And let's make sure that we stay close to God, close to God's people, give diligence to this, and don't be surprised when adversity or prosperity come to you. Be prepared for those things so you can stand up and keep your balance. A lack of integrity, follow this. A lack of integrity or character can turn prosperity into adversity, and good goes bad. A lack of resiliency can prolong adversity, and bad stays bad, or bad goes to worse. And let's make sure that we're just plugged in. And can I give you a little clue real quick here? Every message, I'm going to bring you back to this. You need Jesus in your life. Jesus needs to be first place in your life. You need to have his word in your life. You need to have his spirit in your life. You need to be a person of prayer. You need to be a person that's plugged into a community of faith. You've got to have those things in your life. Or my friend, you will never have balance in your life. And the enemy will keep you rolling along like a tumbleweed. And you're never going to have what God would have for you or accomplish what he would have for you. Amen? we got a bunch more on that. I'm going to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? Good, 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 good.